Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've got some games. Not all of them. That'll come tomorrow. But here's a look at how we'll spend some holidays next season in the NFL. The Dolphins and Jets will play on the Friday after Thanksgiving, the League's first ever Black Friday game. Both teams expect to be in playoff contention when they meet at Week 12 at MetLife Stadium. The Giants and Eagles are going to unwrap a gift together on Christmas Day. That's an NFC East showdown. That one is in Philadelphia, 4.30 Eastern time. New York went 0-3 against the NFC champs last year. That included a 38-7 playoff route. And you could add Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow to your New Year's Eve guest list. The Bengals and Chiefs will play in Week 17 on New Year's Eve, a rematch, of course, of the last two AFC champions. All right, hello and welcome to NFL Live. You see right there, Keyshawn Johnson and of course Lewis Riddick. I am Field Yates. Let's start with that huge Chiefs-Bengals game on New Year's Eve. Lewis, even the loss in the AFC Championship game last year by the Bengals to Kansas City was just by three points. It seems like no team has been able to semi-slow down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs except for the Bengals. Mm. What's been the key to that? Look, I I think part of it is just the belief field that they can get the job done, number one, because a lot of times teams are beat before they even play the Chiefs. Number two, I think it definitely starts on the defensive side of the ball for Cincinnati with defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo changing up the looks that he gives Patrick in such a way that he never allows him to really get into a rhythm. He goes from, you know, sending five-man pressures to zero blitzes to drop eights to, you know, single high to two safeties high you know, bluffing blitzes one side, bringing them the other, all kinds of different overload options. I mean, he, he really does change it up. And it never allows Patrick to get comfortable. And I think just this past year, look, I think Kansas City, without a doubt, went into the game in the AFC title game and really started to feel as though whether, you know, they, they had some questions about whether or not they could actually get over the hump with, with Cincinnati. And yeah. Cincinnati may have had a leg up on them from a mental perspective. So I think when you do that, when you have that kind of advantage combined with the fact that they have some good players on Cincinnati, and they've gotten even stronger this offseason with the way they did in the, with the kind of work they did in the draft. That game right there, look, if you think the other battles have been heavyweight battles, this one's going to be even, be even bigger and better because both of these teams have improved in 2023. I think the one thing that you, when you look at it, Lou, and you mentioned the draft and this offseason getting stronger, they certainly did because they realized in order for us to continue to harass Patrick Mahomes, we've got to do one thing. We've got to go get somebody that can do that. So they, what do they do? They go out and they get Miles Murphy from Clemson because they say, hey, okay, we got to get him on the ground. we got to go get this guy on the ground because if we get him on the ground, we have an opportunity. But if we let him just do what he does, which is that magic, we're in trouble. They also took a cornerback at D.J. Turner from Michigan and then Jordan Battle uh, from Alabama to replace Von Bell and company. So, they're addressing their needs on the defensive side of the ball, which is extremely important against Patrick Mahomes and company. A little bit more to uh, stoke the flame on this game a little bit later on in NFL Live. I promise you, you won't want to miss it. But the Black Friday game isn't just unfamiliar territory for the NFLs. We move forward to the Jets and Dolphins. They both expect to be in the hunt atop the AFC East. And how about this? It's been 14 years since either of those teams won the division. 
everyone's been chasing Buffalo for the past three years and the Patriots like the past 50 years before that. But each team made a move this offseason that they think could put them over the top. The Dolphins added Jalen Ramsey to pair with Xavier Howard at cornerback. And I think you have heard that the quarterback of the New York Jets is now Aaron Rodgers. Lewis, both of these teams have some high hopes of adding their name to that list of teams that make that big jump. Who do you like as the bigger challenger to Buffalo this season? Yeah, Field, I think consistently I have ridden with Miami. And I believe really the only thing that will stop Miami this year, and look, at, I mean, obviously, and it's not something that everyone doesn't know. I mean, it's going to be to his health. That's what would slow down Miami. Because if, let's just say, if he can play three quarters of the season and at the very least, well, well really, most importantly, be healthy once they get into the playoffs, this team could very much so be a contender, not just in the East, but in the AFC overall, and, and really challenge. Kansas City for representation in the Super Bowl. I love the additions that they've made on the offensive side of the football, especially, let's just say, at running back with the drafting of a guy like Devin A. Chain, who just makes them even more explosive out of the backfield. And then on defense, look, Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is the number one prize landing for any football team, I believe, in this whole free agency offseason because of the, what he's going to do in terms of bringing the kind of mentality and the kind of X and O expertise to the defensive side that they haven't had. That's going to push them over the top. That's what I think makes them the favorite in the East. You know, I, I look at two teams, right? I look at the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins, and both of those teams shared victories against the Buffalo Bills, and Miami Dolphins had them on the ropes in the playoffs in Orchard Park. So when you add, when you add a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Lazar, and you, you know, hey, I got a guy that can certainly deal with anybody in the National Football League at the quarterback position. They got the Brees Hall at the running back, Sauce Gardner. You get Garrett Wilson at the receiver position. The Jets are probably a team that was about a quarterback from four wins away. Then you talk about Miami. You mentioned the health of Tua. We saw him with Tua. We saw him without Tua. Now you add Jalen Ramsey, Phil, like you said, to pair him with Xavier Howard. This could be the best tandem at corners in the National Football League if they can get back to form from a couple years ago. So I wouldn't just assume that Buffalo's going to run away with the division because you still got a quiet New England Patriot team that we know nothing about sitting there. There's no Leslie Frazier there on the defensive side of the ball. That's a big loss for Buffalo. Yeah, look, I think obviously Buffalo is probably feeling as though right now with all the talk surrounding both the Jets and Miami, like, like wait, wait a second, you know, we have, we have had some nice seasons here, and we are philosophically trying to change some of the way in which we try to win football games, and I think one of the big ways that you'll see them change this year is the fact that, look, this is not going to be a Josh Allen run-centric offense anymore. I think this is something that Sean McDermott has tried desperately to emphasize to his offensive play caller since he's been there. I think you'll see that change this year. Don't count them out. Man, that AFC East feels like it is going to be extremely competitive no matter who emerges at the top. Let's go across the pond next, and we do have a game next year at Wembley Stadium, one of the world's most historic sports venues, and it's right here on ESPN+. The Falcons and Jaguars will play in the famed Northwest London ground in week four. That's October 1st, 9.30 Eastern on ESPN+. Jacksonville played in this game last year as well, losing to Denver. 21-17. And Lewis, you had the pleasure of calling one of the London games last season. What was the atmosphere like? Look, there, there's a lot of pageantry. There's a lot of enthusiasm and excitement and really the adoption of American football over there in such a way that it excites you for the future because they want more. They want more exposure to the American game. They want more big-time matchups being brought overseas and being played in their stadiums. And when we walked in there that day and we got up in the booth and by time kickoff rolled around, 
I mean, it felt like a big-time matchup. It felt like a game that everybody was heavily invested in. I mean, obviously, once the game kicks off, the fans are obviously very well-versed as far as the American football rules and, and, and exactly how the game is supposed to be played and what you're supposed to cheer for and not cheer for. So, really, I mean, it was, it was all business once the game started off. And I think as the games really expand both in number and in terms of importance – that it's going, to be, uh, it's going to benefit the NFL very, very well in a way that I think they all hoped it would in the first place. Yeah, I love that line about once people figure out what they're supposed to be rooting for. You always see the random jerseys before the game. It's like, oh, there's a Saints jersey. There's a Raiders jersey. Meanwhile, it's the Broncos and the Jaguars actually playing the game. Not the only game being played across the pond as the league announced four other international games this morning. The Jaguars are actually going back-to-back in England. They're facing the Bills at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That comes a week after their Week 4 game. The same venue will host a game one week later. Lamar Jackson, Hanson Payne, and the Ravens will play the Titans at Tottenham, the beautiful North London Stadium that opened in April 2019. The league will also play two games in Germany starting in Week 9. The Dolphins and Chiefs will play at Frankfurt Stadium, so no Tyree Kill back at Arrowhead. A game that certainly, though, could have real AFC playoff implications. And the second game is in Frankfurt in week one week later when the Colts play the Patriots in Week 10. These are the first two games in Frankfurt after the first Germany game was in Munich last year. That was the Bucks and the Seahawks. Key, let's talk about the Colts and the Pats game for a second here. Seems like there's a good chance that we'll see Anthony Richardson out there against a Bill Belichick-led defense. How fun could that matchup be? Well, it could be fun. The problem that, that Anthony Richardson and the Indianapolis Colts face is we know what Bill Belichick does to young rookie quarterbacks. He eats them alive. For whatever that is, he's done a tremendous job against them throughout his tenure, whether it was as a defensive coordinator or as a head coach. They struggle against him. Here you are. You see the record. 4-16 and 16 against those guys. So when you talk about it, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. And then on the flip side of it, from the offensive side of the ball, it could turn out to be well. Certainly is not. It certainly has not often uh, worked out well for rookie quarterbacks going up uh, against Bill Belichick, and uh, we can't wait for that game across the pond. But we have so much more pertaining to the schedule tomorrow, as the schedule release day will be officially upon us at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Troy Aikman is going to join Good Morning America on ABC to reveal a Monday Night Football matchup, and then right here. On the show for Eastern time, we're going to release an additional Monday Night Football matchup. I promise you, you won't want to miss it. And then the schedule release special with Mina Kimes, Dana Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, all in studio myself at 8 Eastern time on ESPN2. We're going to reveal the full slate of ESPN games and break down every NFL game on the schedule. 32 teams, 17 games. Can't New on NFL Live, quite the comeback, and this comes via Jeremy Fowler, is in the works as Foster Moreau has received a positive outlook on his Hodgkin's lymphoma recovery, and then today brought some more good news. Moreau and the Saints have agreed to terms on a three-year, $12 million deal, including $8 million guaranteed and $3 million in incentives. Moreau is also from Louisiana. He played at LSU. He's going to reunite with Derek Carr, his former quarterback, with the Raiders. That right there is the story of the day. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. And how about this matchup? The Giants and Eagles on Christmas Day. Key will tell us what he thinks New York fans should expect in year two under Brian Dayton. Plus, the Ravens have overhauled their entire offense this offseason. Here why Lewis thinks this is the best supporting cast Lamar Jackson has ever had around. Him. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hello again, everybody. If you're already looking towards the next football season, which, to be honest with you, I am. Let's go right to the highlights. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Daylight coming, you got to tell them. <laughs> in the hands of Donald Duke and the driver. Michael, Michael, Michael. He could go all the way. There he is. Happy 68th birthday to the legend Chris Berman, feeling and spiriting as young as ever. And Keyshawn, there is simply no one like Boomer. Key, there is simply nobody like Boomer to work with. That much you know from your many years alongside him on the Sunday NFL Countdown set. Yeah, happy birthday to Boom. What's he, 89 years old now? Wow. Whoa, 68. He's a, he's a young 68 as well. He's still playing golf with that lovely, maybe Charles Barkley-like swing. But, of course, Boomer will be back in the fall. Boom. We can't wait to watch him on Sunday happy night birthday, throughout Boom. the NFL season. Time now for oh, a little yeah. game of Wideout Wednesday here at NFL Live. We made draft history at that position back in Kansas City. Seattle drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. That kicked off a stretch of four straight wide receivers picked in the first round, something that hadn't happened in the common draft era. Quinton Johnston, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison all went off the board right after JSN. Let's get back to Smith and Jigba, who told Seattle radio station KJR, quote, those guys, meaning DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, can do it all, but you just add another weapon that can do it all? I think it's going to be dangerous. Gino back there is slinging it. The potential is crazy, end quote. We're bringing in now Jeff Darlington. And, Jeff, you were covering the Seahawks in the draft. What, their, what went into their decision to use their second first-round pick on the former Ohio State wideout? Well, a little bit of fortune, in fact. I, I feel like being out there in Seattle, this was a team that, with the fifth overall pick and then the 20th overall pick, felt like you were going to see them go in the direction of defensive tackle at some point. But instead, general manager John Snyder able to stick to his board by picking Witherspoon with the fifth overall pick. And then you saw the number of wide receivers that went off, starting with number 20, right? Four straight wide receivers. Seattle was looking at the wide receivers sitting there saying, wait, two running backs are off the board, not a single wide receiver? We've got to get the value at this position. They feel like alongside Lockett and Metcalf, you heard what he said right then, that this is a guy who can not only play outside, but if Lockett and Metcalf are lined up outside, he can play inside in the slot and be really good at that as well. So 
Seattle maybe not necessarily addressing a primary need, but feeling they got massive value at that 20th yeah, spot. They should play plenty of 11 personnel with those three all on the field at the same time. So as we said, following Jackson Smith and Jigba, the Chargers made Quinton Johnson out of TCU the next player and receiver taken. That was number 21 overall. Justin Herbert seems to have a type. Since he entered the league in 2020, the Chargers are the only team in the league with at least 700 receptions from receivers listed at six foot two or taller. Their first round pick fits that mold. Johnston measured in at almost six foot three at the combine. And Indy, he's gonna fit right in next to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Keenan, you are a big body receiver yourself. You like the addition of Johnston to LA alongside those other two wideouts? You know, Phil, I actually don't like the addition. I think when you look at it, I thought that the Chargers needed a guy that can pick them up and put them down with the best of them. A smaller guy, somebody that can do some things inside in the slot position, although Keenan Allen does do it. And, and another thing about Johnson, he's a body snatcher. He hasn't learned to catch the football with his hands quite often. There's a lot of drops, but hey, maybe he can learn along the way as time goes on to become a more reliable wide receiver with catching the football with his hands opposed to a body. But I like more the for them because of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, maybe a Trey Flowers type, maybe a Jordan Addison type, somebody that can hit a home run every now and then for them. Key shaming a big wide receiver? What's gone into you over there, Key? What's well, going not, on? He's going to play It's not shaming. Oh, yeah, no. It's not you shaming. Gotta, it's just, now. you, you know, know when you're a body snatcher, just, hey, when you're a body snatcher, though, Phil, yeah. those balls bounce off your chest and they go to the other team. But, Key, here's what you got to know. In today's world, if you don't make the guy the second coming of Jerry Rice, apparently you're a hater. That's just how it works now in 2023. <laughs> Next up, we head to Baltimore, who drafted Zay Flowers with their first-round pick. Flowers talked about being a part of that offense earlier this week. Zay, it's so early, but what are your early impressions of Todd Munkin's offense? Oh, I love it. It's kind of like some of the stuff I ran at BC, I love it. It's so if I think it fit my, my style, like perfect. Getting open, being able to create space, um, deep balls, um, short, intermediate, uh, do it all. I feel my, I could play anywhere. I feel like I'm a complete receiver. I could do it all. Uh, you name it, I'd be able to do it. All right, since Lamar Jackson's first start back in 2018, Baltimore's wide receiver group has been the least productive unit in the league. No team's wideout produced fewer catches or receiving yards than Baltimore's wideouts, but that room has two major additions this offseason. You may have heard they signed Odell Beckham Jr. back on Easter Sunday, a couple weeks before they drafted Zay Flowers in the first round. Lewis, you like that addition of Zay Flowers to that Ravens offense? I love the addition. Absolutely love the addition. Look, during draft night, I made the comparison of Zay Flowers to Tyreek Hill in terms of the way Boston College used him and the kind of effectiveness he had, in particular in the middle of the field, when they can get him up the field quickly on safeties by, you know, either by formation or by motion, getting him free releases off the line of scrimmage. And he just ripped people in college. And he'll rip people in the NFL too. There won't be a safety that can deal with him. And when you combine that with the fact that if OBJ can, be, can stay healthy, if Rashad Bateman can stay healthy, Nelson Aguilar can stay healthy, we already know what Mark Andrews can do. These guys are all interchangeable. They're all the types of people who can line up at three different positions. They can play the X, they can play the Z, they can play the slot. I mean, for Lamar Jackson right now, this is by far, by far the best group of pass catchers that he will have. And the fact that now he has an offensive coordinator that you can go back and watch his Georgia tape from 2022 and just see how he set up Stetson Bennett for success over and over again with the deep shots in the middle of the field, Baltimore is going to be super explosive. They just need to keep their players field on the field. 
Yeah, pieces seem to be in place under new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. To an update now on a story we covered last season in Buffalo. Former Bills punter Matt Ariza was not present at an alleged gang rape of a minor in 2021, according to witness testimony. That prompted the San Diego District Attorney not to press criminal charges against Ariza. The Bills cut Ariza after a civil suit was filed against him and two of his San Diego State teammates by a woman who said she was raped in October of 2021. That civil suit is still ongoing. In a statement, Ariza said he is, quote, deeply gratified, end quote, for the work of the district attorney's office. The woman's lawyer did not respond to ESPN's request for comment. Plenty more to come on NFL Live, including a live report from Green Bay where Packers' new starting quarterback, Jordan Love, just spoke to the media. That's next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let me very quickly interrupt here. There is a change in the 14th selection. The Pittsburgh Steelers have moved up to number 14 here. The Patriots move back, the Steelers up. Let me think about Broderick Jones here. Yes. Because you're jumping ahead of the New York That's Jets. That's why Belichick would like nothing more than to give it to the Jets, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers select Broderick Jones. Offensive tackle, Georgia. It certainly looks like <laughs> Bill Belichick engineered sending the offensive tackle away from the Jets and to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man, that trade up by the Steelers to 14th overall allowed them to grab offensive tackle Broderick Jones. Again, as you saw, many people thought he would have gone to the Jets at pick 15 as they looked to bulk up their offensive line. The Jets instead took edge rusher Will McDonald the fourth with the pick after Broderick Jones. Head coach Robert Sala claimed this week that McDonald was always the plan in New York. The difference between 13 and 15 mm-hmm. uh, and, and the way the, uh, the everything shook out made no difference to us. First and foremost, we're always going to take the best player available when it presents itself. And, you know, you can make an argument that best available wasn't a need. Well, it doesn't change what you do. It just, for the last two years, everybody we've drafted seemed to be a need. Best available now doesn't necessarily mean you need it, but you never want to pass up some, somebody who you think can change a game for you. All right, Lewis, I'm not sure anybody I know translates coach speak better than you do. You buying this one from Robert Sala? <laughs> look, I, look, I love Rob, but no, I don't. I absolutely don't. And look, look, 
This is an offense. Look, this is an offense that last year was 31st in the NFL in run block win rate and was 21st in pass block win rate. Mm. They have a quarterback who's knocking on the door of 40 years old. Do you really think he wants to be dealing with edge pressure coming up, coming at him at you know an alarming rate, especially? To, Considering the fact that they're dealing with teams like the, like the Miami Dolphins that can just send pass rushers at you in waves, do you really think he wants to deal with that? Do you really think they're going to put him in harm's way? And look, I like Will McDonald as much as anyone, but he is not better than any of the tackles that went off the board ahead of him. And I understand the player evaluation field, as we know, is subjective. We mm-hmm. can both look at the same player and come to vastly different conclusions. But all of the tackles that were taken ahead of Will McDonald are better prospects in my mind and present a greater value for them than what Will McDonald does himself. So we'll see how this plays out. I just don't think they're going to like it, though. Yeah, Will, or Lou, everybody is saying exactly what they should say in this situation. You've got Robert Saul essentially saying, no, that's the guy we wanted. And you've got Bill Belichick saying absolutely nothing. Because that's exactly what you do, whether something <laughs> is either deliberate or not. Because everybody will assume that you are the mad genius in this situation. Look, in this situation, when you have Aaron Rodgers and an offensive line that needs help, you absolutely are drafting for need, not for value. Right. Yes, I understand. Every coach and GM yeah. across the league will tell you, always draft for need. Always draft, you know, always draft for value, not need. In this case, yeah. you need the offensive line. You need them. You are chasing a Super Bowl. I, it didn't fall right for them. End of story. I understand why Sal is saying what he said, but ultimately they could really use that offensive lineman. You know what I love the most about all this is that Bill's pettiness knows no, has no end. There's no end. He will never forget. He will never forget the Jets, and he won't let the Jets ever forget him. And you know what? I'm, I'm sure his silence speaks volumes, and I love it. I love every bit of it. That's what makes this season maybe one of the best we've had in a long time. Yeah, rivalries. So much drama. Rivalries often extend not just uh, on the field, but also way off of it as well. Uh, Once again, we make the transition from Aaron Rodgers' new team to his old team. That's the Packers, who have turned over a new leaf at quarterback. Jordan Love is now leading the way. Love will take over for Rodgers with just one career start under his belt. Earlier today, he spoke to the media for the first time since the Rodgers trade. You know, I, the whole offseason, you know, I approached it that uh, I'd be the starter. So um, that was just my mindset going into it. Um, I couldn't really control what happened going forward. Um, it was out of my control, but uh, that was kind of the approach I took to it and just went from there. Yeah, we, we talked after the trade. Um, it's kind of just wish you the best, you know, going forward. He wished me the best and, you know, always there for me if I need anything, if I uh, have any questions or anything. But I'm always just grateful to be around him and uh, for the time I had with him to be able to learn and be behind him. It's very grateful for me. All right, for more, let's bring in our terrific ESPN Packers reporter, Rob Domofsky. And, Rob, you were there today as Love answered questions. What else did he have to say besides what we just heard? Yeah, Field, we all know that Jordan Love waited three years for this. I asked him today how long that seemed. He said, well, it seemed like three years. It seemed like a while. He mentioned that the hardest part was last March, March of 2022, when Rodgers signed that three-year, $150 million contract extension. And he said to himself, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? But in the back of his mind, he said he always believed that he would get this chance. And speaking of belief, there was a lot of talk about confidence, how much he has in himself, how much other guys have in him. And running back Aaron Jones said this. He said, we know that Jordan believes in himself, number one. 
and you're never going to believe in someone if they don't believe in themselves. So because Jordan feels that way, it's permeated throughout the locker room, and they have confidence in him, despite the fact that he's really never played a whole lot. For you. Yeah, we'll see how that confidence looks at the end of September or so, but you never know, Rob. <laughs> the Packers have been down this road before, and it has certainly worked out for them pretty darn well. Great stuff, Rob. We'll talk to you again soon, I am sure. All right, so, Keith, let's just talk about the definition of success for Jordan Love, who is the ultimate wild card in this NFL season. How would you define a successful year for him? Well, don't screw it up, right? They won, what, eight games last year? Get them to at least that mark or a little bit better. Show that you are a professional uh, football player at the quarterback position in the National Football League. Show us that you've evolved since sitting on the bench. Show us that, hey, what the Green Bay Packers saw in practice and what little bit of game play that you had that you've learned from it, that you've gotten better from your first year in the National Football League from Utah State. I think you'll be successful. I understand that. And he can't be Aaron Rodgers off the bat. I understand all those sort of things. I think a lot of people are looking at it and saying, well, they got rid of Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love, who has one start under his belt in three seasons with the Packers. And at the end of the day, you got to give him an opportunity to be successful. Don't turn the football over. Lean heavily in the running game under your defense and get your team into the end zone. And I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And the more I kind of study this situation and think about it, the more I like it, especially for the second half key of this upcoming season. But I think no question, it all starts with Jordan Love himself, as Aaron Jones talked about, having that self-belief. I think it quickly then translates to Matt LaFleur, and he must, he must manage expectations in Green Bay, both internally and externally, and say, hey, look, this isn't just about Jordan Love, although now he's in his fourth year. This is about the fact that we have one of the greenest wide receiver cores in all of football. We have two guys who are coming off a rookie season who had fantastic years. Christian, Christian Watson is fantastic. But think about this. They have two new young wide receivers that they're going to be breaking in there. And Jaden Reed from Michigan State, Dante Wicks from Virginia. They have two new tight ends they are going to be breaking in there in Luke Musgrave and, uh, and Tucker Kraft, who are fantastic prospects. Fantastic, but they're rookies and second-year mm. players. So you have to give them some time. But I'll tell you this. If they can lean on that offensive line, which should be one of the best in football, that running back tandem, which is one of the best in football, and they can get Jordan to believe, not turn the football over, and gradually build, I think you know over the next season and over the next couple of years, this could be one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. And I think it has unlimited upside. But you have to take it slow and be willing to live with the bumps in the road. Mm, certainly some bumps to come, Key. But think about this. The seven wide receivers and tight ends the Packers have drafted over the past two years figure to be the most prominent portion of that passing game. The most experienced player, I guess, is Christian Watson, who was like a non-factor for half of his yeah. rookie season last year. Key, like, do you need yeah. a veteran in the room to get these guys on track, or can you really reasonably expect this group to be the core? I think you can expect them to be the core. As long as they have a veteran uh, wide receiver coach and a veteran offensive play caller, they'll be fine because they're in the room with these young guys, and they'll put them through the work and all those sort of things. I think a, a lot of people – Look at it the wrong way, and I understand it. It was Aaron Rodgers. I understand there was high hopes in Green Bay, but you got to give him an opportunity, a chance. Okay, give him a chance indeed. I guess at this point right now in Green Bay, you have no other choice because who is there to catch passes from Jordan Love? It's a very inexperienced group. Coming up, our very own Mina Kimes. Visit social media teams around the league to learn all about the elite creativity that goes into making the content for the NFL schedule release day, and the Bills already got in on that action earlier today.
Tuesday, isn't it? It's 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 Tuesday, isn't it? Bloody hell, Hermione. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We'll head back to Northwest London next season for an exclusive ESPN Plus game. The Jaguars host the Falcons in week four at Wembley Stadium. The second straight year, we've brought you a game exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. That game's at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on October 1st. The Jaguars were in that last one last year as well. They came up just short 21-17 against the Broncos last season. Bunch of other holiday games announced today as Jeff Darlington jumps back in with us. Jeff, what do we need to know about the holiday schedule? Well, it looks like a lot of rivalries to be playing on these holiday games. Some awesome ones. Let's start Actually, with the Black Friday game, the first time the game will be played on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, of course, we've got the Dolphins versus the Jets on Black Friday. Obviously, that's Aaron Rodgers against the AFC East rival, his new rival in the Miami Dolphins. Christmas Day game, Giants versus the Eagles, obviously another huge one, and that's going to be later in the season. So there could be a ton on the line for both of those teams and uh, seemingly a budding rivalry within the division as the Giants continue to, uh, to escalate to the point where maybe the Eagles will have a tough fight for them toward the end of the season. Now here's a real risk by the NFL. This is obviously an amazing game. The Bengals at the Chiefs on New Year's Eve. So much fun for this game. But week 17, so the curious part here is, what will they be playing for? Possible that both teams are already clinched for the playoffs, mm. but also very possible they'll be playing for the number one seed. And if that's the case, this obviously is a huge, huge game on the NFL yeah, schedule that's field. A, that's a great point, Jeff. I had not thought of that. A little bit of a double-edged sword by placing those two teams in a Week 17 matchup. A reminder that the full schedule will be released tomorrow night. It's always a fun time for players and fans to see what their fall will actually look like. But no one enjoys the night of the release as much as the NFL media teams who, as our Mina Kimes tells us, have turned the schedule release into their own 32-team film festival. I want this year's video to be something different. What does this all mean? Absolutely nothing. Here's our schedule. Go Bills. It really has become kind of a creative holiday. Everyone goes live at the same time. Usually within like the first minute, you can tell if you have a eater or not. It's one of my favorite times of the year. 
Several weeks after the draft, the NFL drops the regular season schedule. Moments later, an internet arms race begins. Guys, I know John! I'm John's buddy, guys! Yeah, I don't know for sure, but here's what I heard. I don't want to hear you talking about the schedule. With clubs trying to best each other by including former players. That was a bad idea. You gotta remember, schedule release, it's top secret information, and you never know who might be trying to get their hands on it. I mean, these insiders, they are determined, borderline ruthless, to get their hands on the scoop. Video games. Go Hawks! Cat videos. Even survival training advice. No need to worry about disarming this team. They tend to do that all by themselves. We definitely want to beat the other teams. It's what we do, you know, it's to the players on the field, this is our version of that. I've been with the Cowboys now for 23 seasons, and I remember when schedule release really was about how fast can you just get out the list. And then over the years, it kind of morphed into how can you be creative and how you show all 17 games. I'm looking at this 2022 season schedule right here. Y'all in trouble. I love airport fans. They're the best of the best. How many people have been over to Stephen A's theater and used a fog machine to light up his studio space and had a fire alarm go off? He was cool with it. The creativity seemingly has no limits. As the Falcons produced this video to present their 2022 schedule. Our Rube Goldberg video from last year, as well as our Game of Thrones video in 2019, those both reflect is, is that when you have some creative characteristics, that's really what sets it off. What we're really looking for is a vehicle in which we can embed local moments of storytelling, Falcons, Easter eggs, and unveil our opponents. Those Easter eggs are hidden references designed to reward eagle-eyed fans. So it's Urban Meyer, but it's, it's the Jaguar. It's a Jaguar. It's, uh, he, look, he looks, he's almost like winsome looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Chargers 2022 anime video, which instantly went viral, had Russell Wilson cooking, Adam Schefter frenetically tweeting, and wait a second, for their game against my Seahawks, they even killed my football hopes and dreams. What am I looking at? There's a headstone that says, Amina Kimes, Football Hopes and Dreams. The importance of the Easter eggs is for rewatchability. We want Cowboys fans to get as much fun out of our scheduled release as Chargers fans. You guys ever write jokes where you're like, are we gonna get this one through, or? Constantly, yeah, constantly. We have a document, it's called the Chargers 2023 Schedule Release Burn Book, which is uh, basically a running document about every misstep and mishap uh, that is, befell every NFL team in the league, uh, pretty much. It's a roast. It's a roast. By schedule release day, the teams already know who they're playing, but not the where or when. There was a lot of kind of rush to the end, but we had all the different kind of pieces of the video with the different scenes already finalized to put them in order. It was a real kind of talent showcase by our production team. I get the schedule sent to me at 9 a.m. Pacific, and then we hand it off to the editor. By that point in time, I was just like so tired and exhausted from like the months long of work. I was just like glad that we'd finally reached the finish line. As final preparations are made on this year's video, Stop, report. teams are coming in with expectations and nerves. 
So today we screen recorded a bunch of Madden gameplay footage, which we're going to be using hand in hand with AI. And that's going to be the large portion of our schedule release video for this year. I think the approach that you know we're taking this year is really unexpected. There will be a celebrity. It's something that I put a lot of energy and effort into. Is it fair to say that schedule release day is your Super Bowl? I want the Super Bowl to be our Super Bowl, but um, it's pretty close, yeah. That was awesome, Mina. We're going to have you covered for tomorrow's schedule release date, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Troy Aikman's going to join Good Morning America on ABC to reveal a Monday night football matchup. At 4 Eastern, right here on NFL Live, we're going to release an additional Monday night football matchup. Can't wait for that. Then there's the schedule release special. Myself was Mina Kimes, Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, 8 Eastern on ESPN2. We're going to have the full slate of games ESPN Plus will go between the lines where they will analyze the entire NFL schedule from a fantasy and betting perspective. Still to come here at NFL Live, the Eagles beat the Giants in all three meetings last season. But here why Lewis believes New York's offseason moves have helped close the gap between them and the top teams in the NFC. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Christmas came early for us football fans with the NFL announced earlier today that the Eagles will play host of the Giants on Christmas Day in a much-anticipated divisional matchup, 4.30 Eastern time for those asking. Giants fans are hoping Christmas Day goes significantly better than their Eagles games last year. That includes the 38-7 route in the divisional playoff. The Giants went 0-3 against the Eagles last year. That was the first time in the Super Bowl era the Giants lost three different times to the same opponent in a single season. But Lewis, it's a new year, and of course the Lions, the, the Giants, excuse me, overachieved last season based off their talent. Now they've got more pieces in place. Have they done, have they done enough, though, to close the gap with Philly this offseason? Yeah, I think they've done enough to close the gap. I don't think they've caught them, but there's no question that Joe Shane, the general manager, went to work starting in free agency and then on through the draft to kind of fix up some of their holes, you know, that they had their field. Look, they knew that they needed to go ahead and add some more firepower on the perimeter in particular to help out Daniel Jones and help out with his, you know, ascension and his transformation. So they get Paris Campbell, who you saw on your screen. They get Darren Waller from the Raiders, who you saw on your screen as well. So those are two veteran pass catchers. Then they go in the draft, and they draft one of the fastest guys in the draft, and Jalen Hyatt, who you see on your screen, you know, right there to really have a guy who can really take the top off the defense. And then the guy who you didn't see on there, who may be the most important, is John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, who they park right in the middle of this offense 
which is where they needed the help on the offensive line yeah. to go along with two bookend tackles. Andrew Thomas has become one of the best left tackles in, the, in all of football. And then at the right side, Evan Neal going into his second year has to make improvements. And I believe that he will make improvements. On the defensive side, look, they, they draft Deontay Banks out of Maryland, who's one of the best press cover corners in this entire draft this yeah. year. And then the guys up front, look at all the guys who they have, all the first-round picks they have invested on the, on the front line. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau in his second year has to take off. Dexter Lawrence, you have to be better. Leonard Williams, you have to be better. So I think this team is there. They may not have caught the Eagles, but they definitely made up some ground this offseason. Let's talk Philly for a second, Lewis. I think we can all see the succession plan on defense for some of the pieces that they lost. But these young, more unproven players, like examples Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean from their draft class last year, have mm-hmm. a lot to prove. Are they capable, do you think, of stepping up and replacing the likes of Javon Hargrave and two linebackers and TJ Edwards and Kaiser White? Yeah, I, I do think they are. Um, and for two reasons. One, they're going to be intrinsically internally motivated because of the fact that they come from programs that were accustomed to winning. So the expectations for them to play at a high level are already instilled in them. Number two, they're around each other, right? So they're going to be able to push each other. And number three, think about the veterans that they have on the defensive side of the ball in particular that they're going to learn from. You're going to be learning from guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, who are Eagles for life, who are two of the very best that have ever played for that organization, who are going to demand that these guys take the mantle and run with it in a way that is befitting of guys who have been drafted as high as they've been drafted and that are befitting of Philadelphia Eagle defensive linemen. So I think they're set up for success there. The only people they'll have to blame if they don't meet expectations are themselves. Hmm. Interesting stuff there. Of course, Philly seems to be transitioning to a bit of a new era right now. And that brings us to the final object of the day here on NFL Live is it's time for one more thing. This is a fun one before we go. On the day that we learn the date of the next Chiefs-Bengals matchup, let's remind everyone what the Cincinnati mayor had to say prior to their playoff matchup this past January. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test, confirming whether or not he's his father. Okay, so of course you may recall that the Chiefs went on to beat the Bengals and earn a spot in Super Bowl 57, and to absolute nobody's surprise, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey took a shot at the mayor of Cincinnati after the game in only the way that he can. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Oh, jabroni, anytime you can say that on a show, it's good. All that takes us to today where the aforementioned Cincinnati mayor, Aftab Purival, was joined by former Chief and current Bengals tackle Orlando Brown Jr. to make the official announcement of this year's matchup. Yeah, we're ready. The Bengals play the Chiefs week 17. And I've got nothing else to add. And cut. How was that? Yeah, I think that was better than the last time. Well done. Bravo. Sometimes short and sweet is the best way to go about your business. Full schedule release tomorrow, including a Monday Night Football game on NFL Live. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks... 
Imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply.